Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PB Army ASAP. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. You're not even on Twitter, are you? He's not. <clears throat> After playing in Minnesota, I just got rid of my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Harass, it happens. Harass left and right. Some, yeah. guy, some guys can handle it. Some guys can't. Oh. Harassed yeah, left harassed. and right by those rabid Vikings Poor fans who just Khalil. want someone to block at left tackle. That's Matt Khalil on the Dan Patrick show, right? Or no, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Eisen. That same guy. Good thing you <laughs> didn't sign in Buffalo. My observation has been that the Viking fan is generally much more subdued and less angry than other fan bases, especially in Buffalo. Like, since I've been here, which is now like seven months, I've blocked like one person on Twitter for harassing me. I They called me up on Buffalo Radio to talk about something with hockey, and I had to block three people from appearing on the phone. <laughs> like, the rage level in different cities, Philadelphia probably qualifies yes. for this, is not even close well, to I, what it is. I here. would urge any athlete. Boston. I, I, I was going to say I would urge any athlete who think who thinks playing in this town is difficult at all to go spend a year on the East Coast. Yeah. Well, could you, would you say that we probably I don't know last ten years or so collectively we've latched on negatively to maybe a handful of guys. Joe, and I, I Joe Mauer when he was hitting three twenty that always baffled me that there was this this Joe Mauer. Uh, n- negativity when he was winning batting titles. But Joe Maurer is one of those guys where he steps up to the plate and everyone, well, here comes a double play, here comes a ground ball, whatever. Joe Maurer's won. Christian Ponder was definitely eye of the storm. And that's why Samantha Ponder went on and blocked like everyone in the Twin Cities on Twitter. And quarterbacks often are. That's true. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, we don't. Matt Khalil was probably got to the the second tier of that category, but you know what? You might want to mix in blocking someone. Do you once in know all. what a town with a tabloid sports section would have done to Matt Khalil? Yeah. How many people have already used the line in the last twenty four hours? Can't block anyone on the field. Can't block on Twitter Whoa! either. Oh, wow. and that's not, not even new, on Twitter, right? He's not. 
After playing in Minnesota, I just got rid of my Twitter. <laughs> this right wow. here that Harass, happens. Harass happens. left and right. Some, yeah. guy, some guys can handle it, some guys can't. Those hosts, they laugh at it a little bit, but I also think it's a little bit of a window into why Matt Khalil is bad, right? I think that there is not this burning rage desire for Matt Khalil to be really excellent at left tackle. I think it's more like, well, I want to be here and make NFL money, and I guess I like this job okay, but, you know, I don't want to hear any crap about it, or I don't... I am not just being kept up at night thinking about that Super Bowl trophy. Like, there is just this element of Matt Khalil when you ask, okay, why is a guy a bust when it wasn't injury-related? That's one of the biggest reasons, is the guy just does not have this drive and desire to be really great. So it's just, I'll just get to the weight that I need to get to, I'll just play good enough to stay as the starter, and that's the level that I'll get to. The really excellent players in any sport will take that talent and his talent is freakish and they'll push it to the max and they'll maximize that talent and be all-stars. I don't think he's that guy. And I think that is a little bit of what tells you like, sure. oh, I, I don't, sure. I don't want to get any tweets you know, about ultimately bad. Yeah. Ultimately, like if, if you're just, if you're, if you're graced with a 300 plus pound frame and you're tall and you're athletic and you succeed in college. Okay. So it's not, Unless there's debilitating injuries, and, and every player has nicks and dings and a knee here, and it, like if you think Joe Thomas has gone a decade plus without feeling like a knee or whatever it is, then you're out of your mind. So it's other things that prevent you from being a serviceable starting left tackle. I fully agree with you on that. And it's there's a lot of it that goes to competitiveness and then dedication, which kind of plays off of each other. Like when you talk to the guys who are really, really good, I just I like to use Terrence Newman because he is just an incredible NFL success story of a guy playing at 39, playing well, which is just astounding for that position where most people don't get to 32, then they slow down and they're gone. And the only the reason he came back, it certainly isn't because he needs the dollars, right? You figure Newman's a guy who like keeps spreadsheets of every dollar that he spends, but it's he said it's, I just really want to win. Like I just I it drives me crazy that I haven't won. And he's the one Xavier Rhodes. I talked to Rhodes a bit in the off season for an article, and Rhodes was telling me that. Terrence has been one of the biggest reasons that he stepped his play up to that level. But it's really, if you think about it with Rhodes, his dedication and his competitiveness, his want to be great to go to Terrence Newman and take all of that in and do that extra film and do that extra work and listen to the the veterans and, you know, work his body the way that they say you should all that stuff. Mm -hmm. If you look over at Khalil, the guy's worried about tweets like, man, you're worried about tweets. The interesting thing, though, is as, as we've discussed before on, on the show, this that is one sport where you got to love the game to be great, right? I mean, if you don't love the game, I mean, guys like Matt Khalil and McKinney and Barryan and go down that entire list, they are freakish athletes and they can and they can play football really well. But in, in your case too, Collar, I think you're also talking about guys. They not only love to play the game, they really love the craft of the game, and so they dedicate themselves to the craft. And a guy like Khalil, I mean, when Matt Khalil got hurt last year and had had surgery, and I think the discussion was if you could bring back Peterson or Khalil off IR, 
we talked about would Khalil make more sense, and then you guys saw Khalil, and he had like dropped all this weight, mm-hmm. and football was the farthest thing from his mind. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of guys that play this sport who are like, yeah, it's okay, I make a lot doing it, but I certainly don't love it, and I don't enjoy getting beat up. Uh, do you remember when Serena Williams said she didn't love tennis and people freaked out? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you don't mean love <laughs> tennis? You're the best thing that's ever well, happened. But you know who freaked out? And it's the same people who freak out when a football player or tennis fans freaked out. Because mm-hmm. you're a tennis fan because you love tennis. Right. And, and in a lot of ways, you probably live vicariously through people who are yeah. physically able to play at that level. But if you're just born physically freakish and you happen to get into something when you're a kid or you're naturally talented, it doesn't mean that you're going to love it forever. In fact, the longer you do it, the more you might resent it, but you're trapped. Especially the way that Serena Williams like grew up with her dad being like a, a psycho. Yep. But one thing that Serena Williams has is she is an all-time competitor, and she hates losing more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, you got to have one or the other. You have to be so obsessed and in love with the game that you are just so thrilled to show up for practice every day. That's not very many people. But I think there's a lot of guys there who either some play for their family, like some they are so driven that, like, I can't fall off. Or this is like guys who get big contracts right away. Sometimes they don't have that. They've got the money already. But there are guys who are playing. Stefan Diggs might be this way. He had to help raise his family from an early age. And when you talk to him, you can tell, like, this guy is has this mentality. I cannot fail. Like, I have to take care of my family for the rest of their lives, so I cannot fail at this. I've got to get that contract. I've got to be great. And there are other guys who hate losing so much that it drives them, and they just want to put in that extra work, and they want to be the absolute best they can be. And this guy's talking about tweets. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not that you can't talk about tweets. It's just, this is so Matt Khalil. This is Jeff O'Brien, attorney with the Loman Abdo Law Firm, with a case in point sidebar. On May 11th, 2016, the Defend Trade Secrets Act went into effect. The act extends the current Economic Espionage Act of 1996, which criminalizes trade secret thefts to the civil arena. This means for the first time, trade secret owners can now bring suit in federal district courts without having to resort to another basis for jurisdiction. While not without critics, the act is a major step forward in the protection of intellectual property in the United States, not least because federal law now fully recognizes four types of intellectual property, patents, copyrights, trademarks, and now trade secrets. Minnesota Statutes Chapter 325C also also provides a civil cause of action in state court for the wrongful misappropriation of trade secrets. If your business has been victimized by the misappropriation of its confidential information, contact an attorney to determine if you have claims under either federal or state law. This is Jeff O'Brien, attorney with the Loman Abdo Law Firm, with a case in point sidebar. Pabst Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Pabst Blue Ribbon was awarded the gold medal for American-style lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Pabst Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PBR me. ASAP. It's actually pretty amazing. Uh, like two years ago, I did this non-sports podcast that blended into a couple sports interviews too. And just interviewing people in different professions and walks. Of life. How to live a cool life is what we called it. And I, I would always ask something along the lines of, you know, do you... Do you hate 
failing or do you love winning? You know, what what is it? And almost everyone who succeeds, at least the the, the, the small sample of the people that were on this podcast, talked about how they it's this crippling fear of failing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. letting themselves down in some way. So whenever you see an athlete like a Khalil or where it's like everything is there except you're not good. Why aren't you good? And it's not <laughs> right. it's not because you tore your Achilles or something. It's and there might be some kind of an injury. It's probably because you're pretty okay with just making a lot of money and you don't really care that much if you go on to multiple and you're Pro gifted Bowls. to play the sport. Like, like, you, 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 like you'd rather win, but it's not going to ruin your example, day at the end of the day. Favre. Favre hated practice, right? He hated practice, but Favre loved a few things. He loved game day, film, film, the locker room. So there were enough components there to still make him great. I mean, that guy. If if you Brett Favre was going out of his way not to show up at, at off-season workouts and training camp back in the Packers days. So he didn't love that, but he loved enough of the elements that he was still great. Hey, real quick, bro. Oh, go, last oh, point on this. Just, just there's another thing, a little story. Eric Hendricks, second-round draft pick, really good player, went to a gigantic university, but other players on the team call him something like Little or Shorty or something like that because when he was coming out in the draft – that the uh, draft people criticized him uh, for not being quite big enough. And so he's a real competitive guy. He's got an edge to him, but they love to tweak him just to remind him, just to mm-hmm. keep him focused. Like, this is like, what great teammates can do for you, just to keep him focused. Don't ever forget, because you're getting better, you're getting lots of playing time, don't ever forget that people called you short mm-hmm. and that you have to prove people wrong every single day you show up to the facility. Yeah. Stuff like that I love about sports. And, then, and like, when he... I listen to Khalil, I just want to, like, Punch your computer. Yeah, and then, he, and, then and then the guys like that. They, even if you succeed, I mean, Tom Brady in his mind is, is still trying to stick it to the seventeen years ago to the teams that passed on him. Um, like a minute or two left here, but you you wrote about this fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. We posed this question earlier in the week: Should the Vikings take some heat if they were to draft Joe Mixon in the second round? We posed this poll to our listeners and Twitter followers. Two thirds said no. Second chances are fine. Or some other combination of of why the Vikings should not take heat. Would yeah. you criticize the Vikings if they drafted Joe Mixon? I also think probably a large portion of your audience is men too. Uh, they oh, have for sure, a lot of women fans who I think they would take heat from. Mm-hmm. Not that it should just be women that give them heat. Yes, they deserve it if they draft him. It's it has to be exactly the right situation with him. I mean, in terms of him coming in and making the right impression and proving it every day that he's not going to do that again, that he's not going to bring that here. But to me, when you just by drafting him, the message you send out, people aren't going to burn jerseys in the streets. They're not going to sell their season tickets. But you send a message out to a lot of people with drafting him, we don't really care about domestic violence. We don't care about... Uh, whether we have a guy who punches a woman or not. That's the message you send out. So unless you find another way to send out the opposite message or prove to people that that's not the case, it will be a bad look for them. Yeah, and for the record, I, I'm i very on the fence with this because I wouldn't want him as a friend. I don't think I'd want to work with him. I don't, I don't know if I would make that pick if I was a GM. But my question would be to play devil's advocate, at what point does a guy deserve, especially a 20-year-old kid, a second chance at being a better person? I mean, should all 32 teams say, no, this guy already had his shot and uh, decided to violently assault a woman? At what point does someone deserve a second chance? I would say this. Would you? Uh, how would you react if the Vikings got Riley Cooper? 
the wide receiver who Ooh, was caught on video stuff. Yeah. Yes, saying a bunch of racist things at a concert. Now, Not to categorize transgressions, I would put that in a different category than physically attacking a woman. Well, me too, but it's a message that gets sent out when you sign this person that to all of your uh, audience, like, we're okay with that. We're signing on to what he did in the past. So he's... You know, he would have yeah, to prove you got, somehow. Your end game problem is that, that Spielman and this franchise have gone to great, great lengths through the years to say we draft character people and we care and we value yeah. character. And then to turn around and take Mixon would fly in the face of that message. That would be your starting point right. problem. It's much more about the message than I think he's going to just, you know, go to Mall of America and start punching women, right? I mean, it's more That's about what you're saying. Yes. So if you're a black Vikings fan and they signed a player who had said racist things on video in the past, you'd be like, okay, I guess you're fine with that. And we can all say, hey, come on, man. He deserves second chance. He was hammered or whatever. But like, hey, what you just did by... And that was Chip Kelly's problem. That was one of Chip Kelly's major problems in Philadelphia is that he traded LaShawn McCoy, he traded Deshaun Jackson, but he kept the guy who said a bunch of racist stuff on video. And I think a lot of the other players, and I heard this from LaShawn McCoy himself, a lot of the players said, that sends a message, man, and that hurts. Yeah, and I think that would be that way for a lot of the audience of Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you're going to have to see a lot, and we're just not going to be privy to the conversations behind the scenes that take place with Joe Mixon in the room, without him in the room. I mean, he's going to have, for the rest of his life, he's going to have to prove step by step that yeah. he's not only a different person, but that he's actively trying to yep. change other people and, who might be in the same. And I, and I know we're super late for the break, but it's easy if you've never been a victim of that, or had any involvement in it, it's very easy to vote, yeah, he deserves a second chance. Because football, right? Just Right, because because it doesn't touch you, but it touches a lot of people. Yeah. So it hurts for a lot of people if they do that. I think, by the way, that they won't get that chance. He'll go with late first round. The hype right now is through the roof for him after his pro day. I think somebody picks him in the first round. Yeah, he'll go like late first round. He'll be like Percy Harvin. Matthew Collar, find him on 1500ESPN.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.